Hello, Gapier Universe. I'm Julia Rogers. And I'm Margot Brookfield. Welcome to Gapier Radio, the show that brings you information and inspiration to plan a life-changing Gapier adventure. So today on the pod, we have Allison Sever and Kayla Brathwaite, Program Director and Fall 2020 alum of Rising Earth Immersion Program at the Eco Institute at Pickards Mountain in North Carolina. Margot, tell us a little bit about this conversation. Absolutely. So I had such an amazing time chatting with these two last week. So Allison, as you mentioned, is the program director at Rising Earth Immersion, which is a holistic environmental leadership program um, for change makers, as they say, that is located at the Eco Institute at Pickards Mountain, which is, yes, located in North Carolina. So it's kind of a residential place-based program. And according to their mission statement, they take an an intersectional approach to environmental education with a strong focus on social justice, spirituality, and mindfulness. And as Allison told us a lot about like connection to the land and cultivation of the land and things like that. So Allison actually helped develop this new program at the Eco Institute after a long history in the gap year space, including having taken a gap year herself back in the day um, and had worked for other programs, either as a program instructor or for summer or gap year programs, and just has so much to share with us about her justice origin story and the meaning of behind these programs and the intentionality behind it. And Kayla is an alum of the fall 2020 semester who ended up taking a gap year for a variety of different reasons, but ultimately has accomplished a lot at a very young age, including much involvement in various youth-led movements, activism, speaking and published writing. And tells us a bit more about how that has tied into the gap experience this year, especially during COVID and the experience of being a participant at the Eco Institute. So a lot of really great things to share from these two. This is such a great episode. I actually have been lucky enough to visit the Eco Institute, um, and it's a really, really special place. I was able to um, a couple years ago have lunch with um, all of their all of the fellows that they had at the time, and um, I just can't wait to hear this conversation that you have because it is a really, really cool uh, place and the program itself. You know how to tie in that that you know sense of um, permaculture and and food justice into other types of activism is a really cool concept and i think that allison if anybody is the one who's gonna take us home with understanding it all a hundred percent just the sustainability piece of it and yes the activism and social justice it's 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 really inspirational and i think especially as we talked about julia i think just this year with covid and how that's kind of changed our our travel landscape in so many ways doing something closer to home and really digging into our connection to the land and this place um, during this time, especially, I think is really, really powerful. Definitely. I can't wait to hear it. Absolutely. So without further ado, let's get started. everyone and welcome to the pod. Today we have Allison Sever, Program Director at the Eco Institute at Pickards Mountain and founder of Rising Earth Immersion, as well as Kayla Brathwaite, who is a current gap year student and alum of the Rising Earth Immersion program from the fall of 2020. So welcome to the pod today, Allison and Kayla. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. 
Yes, excited to have you both. So Kayla, I am first and foremost so excited to hear about not only your experience as a current gapper and of this fall at the Eco Institute, but also what Allison has shared with me to be your long list of accomplishments thus far in youth-led movements, activism, speaking and published writing, and what I'm sure is much beyond that list, all of which I'm very excited to hear about today. But first, I think I would love to start with Allison. I know you have been in the gap year space for a number of years now, and I've always appreciated your wisdom and intention behind everything that you do. So I would love to start by having you tell us a little bit more about the program at Rising Earth Immersion, which, yeah, from my understanding, you've helped to develop and the Eco Institute, as well as the path that got you here. Totally, an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Margo. Yeah, I'm Allison. I'm the program director at the Eco Institute, which is where I've been working for the past couple of years and where I've had the pleasure of meeting Kayla last fall. And I consider myself a gapper for life. I took a gap year after high school, so that was a decade and change ago. And uh, that has led me on a journey of curiosity and skepticism and exploring different things and eventually brought me to the Eco Institute where I got to build uh, or sort of rebuild a program into what is now Rising Earth and be able to meet such amazing, inspiring people who get excited about it as well, such as Kayla. And yeah, just a little bit on my gap year origin story. I went to high school in Massachusetts, sort of a suburban environment, and I was pretty successful there in various ways, but also quite skeptical about the narratives that I was receiving there about what it meant to be successful in our society. And so that sort of launched me into exploring some other options for how I might spend my time before going to college and a little bit of hunger for culture and language led me to some experiences abroad, um, living with a homestay family in Tanzania and then uh, working and living in Prague, which is where my dad grew up in Central Europe for the remainder of my gap time and really digging into my ancestry, ancestral language and um, living living again with a homestay family there and just appreciating a, a, an opportunity to connect with my roots. So that was my gap time and uh, I did go to school at the University of Vermont. Plenty of study abroad experiences there since I had the travel itch as well and um, coupled with some outdoor leadership experiences that translated pretty well into leading gap year programs and a more international cultural immersion context um, with some really great organizations. And um, after a few years of getting to sort of live out of a backpack and lead gap year and uh, high school summer abroad programs, I was feeling a little bit disconnected from my home country and my home culture, and also a longing to connect with the land and understand all that it would offer to me if I were were to stick, stick around for a good chunk of time. So that brought me back to the States and eventually to the Eco Institute to help develop Rising Earth and meet Kayla. Awesome. So many great experiences that have clearly taken you on this path, Allison. And I would love to just hear more now about the program at the Eco Institute and Rising Earth Immersion. What what exactly is that program? And I know that we discussed a little bit the various you know terminology that's used at your organization. And I think that that would be great to just give the listeners a little overview of so that we know what we're talking about, where it is, and to give some context to that. Yeah, totally. It can be 
a little bit of a mouthful. Um, so Rising Earth is the name of our holistic environmental leadership program for young adults at the Eco Institute, um, also known as the Eco Institute at Pickards Mountain, as you said at the beginning during your intro, um, which has been a nonprofit and an environmental education center and earth sanctuary for 15 years. They had a young adult immersion program that sort of uh, evolved from young folks coming to stay to work on our farm. And um, that, that has transformed into what is now Rising Earth. It is a place-based program, so it's residential. We have a five-week session and a 10-week session as well. Happens in the spring, summer, and fall for a cohort of 12 participants. And um, yeah, it's a real holistic curriculum that incorporates mindfulness, spirituality, social justice into what might be considered more traditional environmental education. Awesome. Yeah. I was looking at the website and trying to get a sense for the curriculum. And I was so appreciative of the various, you know, it was a wheel, I think, but like pillars of your programming and what that curriculum looks like. And, you know, like I said it before, I think the intention that goes into all of that is is so important. What would you say are, you know, I know like community is a big piece of this, obviously for you all, but what are some of the main takeaways that you hope for? And I'm, I'll be curious to hear this response from Kayla as well, like takeaways that you hope your students come away from your program having experienced. Definitely. So the curriculum is uh, developed in three realms of learning. So we have people care, which is all about how you connect with community and how you interact, earth care and inner care. And um, the inner care component is more about personal development and uh, mindfulness and yoga. And uh, earth care is learning about how we tend the land. And uh, we have farms and gardens at the Eco Institute, so participants have their hands in the dirt. But at the same time, they're also engaging different democratic organizing skills and learning about consensus-based decision-making and um, doing a morning practice every morning that perhaps might be meditating by the pond. And it's, that's what I mean when it's a real holistic approach towards leadership education. Um, we have a pretty wide network of community members at the Eco Institute. It's, it's a small residential community, but folks will come in and out for different programs like our Garden Cooperative, which is sort of like a community-supported agriculture program mixed with a community garden. And um, we'll go on field trips to some of our friends and neighbors' farms. So they're out, they're moving around, they're meeting people, and they're making a lot of decisions about how the program runs itself. So participants are actively involved in facilitating their experience as well. Oh my gosh, I, the more I hear you talk about this, I'm like, I wish I could live somewhere like that and be a part of a community that's so, um, you know, able to be so involved with, like you said, you know, agriculture and, and the land and, and intentionality, meditation, yoga, all of that. Oh my gosh. And I know too, it sounds like, is is permaculture a real focus of the the land tending that you're speaking of? Or yeah, and, and what are maybe other day-to-day -day activities that students might be doing while they're on your program? Yeah, definitely. So we call the curriculum a transformative permaculture curriculum, which is another mouthful. But permaculture, for folks who don't know, is um, it's, a, it's a new term for what has been a, uh, a, an indigenous way of tending to the earth that is definitely pre-colonial and has been the way that uh, many folks around the earth tend to the land before Western agriculture and also continue to do so to this day. So it's more about working with nature rather than against it. Um, things like learning about companion planting or building out the edge of the garden, looking where two different zones meet, and there's a whole science behind it. So there is a permaculture foundations curriculum. It's a, 
a week focus of the fall program and we really dig into that and then you're also seeing that applied in the garden at the eco institute and also applied to how we engage as a community um, their participants are, are doing different homestead skills, learning about farm-to-table cooking and fermentation. Um, we grow mushrooms on the farm. They are also engaging in reflection um, practices, using writing or art, movement, um, some, some life path visioning and career design, and um, participating in a mentorship program that is a little bit more intergenerational and involves some, some of the elders in our community. And so um, the workshops are sort of spaced uh, over the course of, the workshops are sort of spaced over the course of a day between meals um, and there's sort of a flow to the curriculum where the first week is more intensive and then the weeks in the middle there are involving a bit more guest speakers who might come in and say, um, share a dance workshop or someone else might come in and give a lecture about herbalism at the, in Borderlands and then, um, the last week of the program is a little bit more like group time coming together, celebrating what happened and distilling their experiences into what comes next. Oh, that sounds so, so engaging. And I know it sounds like there's a lot of different people that are involved in that education of the students in terms of, as you're saying, like various members of the community coming in and giving workshops, guest lectures. Are there also, you know, program leaders or instructors or, or, you know, I know there's different terminology for that, but that are with the students the whole time or like how many people are in that more central community of students, like how many students and how many program leaders? Yeah, we call them core facilitators. So they're sort of the primary mentors to our participants. There are two or three per group, sort of depending on the size and the makeup of the group. And they're there facilitating the core curriculum, which is all, um, all of the workshops around orientation and also what we call integration, which is preparing to go home, but also this core leadership curriculum that might involve um, nonviolent communication skills or just providing mentorship to participants throughout their experience, really helping them distill and synthesize their role in a more equitable and just and ecologically resilient future. So they're living on the land with participants, but they, as I mentioned before, the middle weeks of the program are a bit more spacious than there are other guest teachers coming in, um, but they do have interactions with the participants every day. Okay, awesome. Core facilitators and, and participants. I'll, I'll get the lingo. And then yes, how many participants are in each of your cohorts typically? Yeah, so our, our cohorts usually fill with 12 participants. Awesome. Great. Well, gosh, I think that that gives such a, a great overview of the program as a whole. And I guess before we jump into maybe a little bit more of Kayla's story, is there anything else, Allison, that you think is crucial or important pieces of information for listeners to, to gather that might be more informative about the program? No way. There's nothing I can say that would be better said than, than Kayla. I'm really excited for the opportunity to hear a little bit more from her about her experience actually on the ground at the Eco Institute engaging with the Rising Earth Immersion. Thank you. Awesome. Yes, I know alumni are definitely the best, I think, resource for sharing the experience in any in any given yeah, GAP program. So Kayla, I'm so excited to hear from you as well. And I know you're currently on your GAP year. I'd love to start by just hearing, you know, what made you decide to take GAP time this year? And, you know, what were you hoping to accomplish with this intentional time away from school? I'm like really excited to be here. So thank you so much, Ali, for giving really like thorough context. And Margot, I am about like halfway through my gap. Um, I started my gap year um, February of 2020. I graduated from my high school where I took like 
um, two years of college, like, at the end of that, so, um, I have a bit of, like, leniency, like, with my gap, so I'm currently, like, a year in, and I've got a year more to go, but I took it just because, like, I was really exhausted at the end of my, like, high school career. I had been going, like, through internships. I'd been volunteering, like, like, crazy, honestly, um, and when, like, all my friends were, like, um, submitting their college applications I just found that I like had no energy and no like desire to really like head into college just yet um and so I took a gap just because it felt like I had like little choice like I really wanted to like restore like myself like mentally physically emotionally and I wanted to dedicate a lot more time into like my community and like the organizing I had been doing for the past few years so I took my gap, talked to my counselor, um, and a few other, like, mentors and, like, older friends I had around me. And so, um, before I came upon the eco, I had been organizing with Zero Hour, which is, like, a youth-led, woman-of-color-led climate justice organization that really, like, helped, I don't know, they helped me a lot with figuring out, like, my purpose in organizing, and I had been training with Sunrise, the Sunrise Movement, for a while as well. So with, like, facilitation skills and um, directing skills, I had just been, like, organizing and then continuously, like, exhausting myself and being burnt out. And a couple months after, um, like, of being burnt out, I found Allison Sever. Ali, I'm not sure, like, where I found you. I think it was through Sunrise. I applied to be a facilitator um, at the program a bit too late, actually. And Ali welcomed me on wow. as a participant. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember like our first phone call and it was like really great. I felt like super excited and like already like um, already felt like I was happening upon a really, really great opportunity to rest and learn and just like sit with myself and figure out like what I wanted to do at school, like what path I was on and have a bit more certainty like for myself and like my path. And so, yeah, like, after I did the eco, like, I've just been much more, like, energized into, like, um, figuring out, like, little details here and there. Um, and, yeah, it's just been, like, a really great opportunity and experience for sure. Wow, and I didn't even realize that you were taking an extended gap experience. So, wow, how awesome to be, you know, I guess halfway through now and and I'm sure reflecting upon that as you're coming up on your year, year and your gap year. Um but then, yeah, once you, you know, joined the Eco Institute, it sounds like you just happened upon Allison and that, and that's awesome in terms of like what, how you found it. But what has been your biggest takeaways from that experience or maybe what were some highlights from your fall gap time with Rising Earth? Of course. Um, so I happened upon a lot of things that were really critical to me growing like as like a human on this little rock and then also like an organizer working for like justice within my community and so like in terms of like theory um and me like growing I learned a lot about like my relationship to land as a black person from um the Caribbean I grew up like in St. Croix a really small island and um I guess like to give some context as to why like I organize uh, my dad worked at an oil refinery for a couple years and after I think in 2012 they filed for bankruptcy and so like hundreds of like folks were laid off one of those being my dad 
And so, you know, like throughout my life, I've just been learning about how the fossil fuel industry exploits like black folks specifically. And it's always been really important for me to like sit with my relationship to land and how like both it and like us has been exploited by the industries um, that are just like really dangerous to like the health of like us and our people. Um, So yeah, the eco taught me a lot about like loving like the trees and like the animals around me in a much more like direct way than I had been able to in the last couple years since moving to North Carolina. And it also taught me a lot about like my facilitating skills, taught me a lot about like what I really like um, find important in like my learning settings. Like I know that I love open like facilitation spaces. I know that I like need to like get my hands in the dirt. And I know that I really require like some rest so that I can sit with what I've learned. Um, And then it also taught me a lot about like some more um, like practical things, I guess, in terms of like school, like it helped me a lot. Um, There are some elders and like community members around like the Eco Institute that participants were able to talk to. One of those being Mama Cherie, a UNC professor. And so she was able to explain to me a lot about like some programs around North Carolina because that's like where she teaches. And that helped bring a lot of like excitement back into the idea of like going back to school for me. So it was really important for sure. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, Kayla, I so appreciate you sharing that context to your background and what brought you to here and your, the importance to you of your relationship with the land. I, that is really appreciate you sharing that. And I think that your final piece there of just this experience reigniting, yeah, maybe wanting to go to college or what you might want to study is something that I know I've certainly heard from so many gappers that, you know, taking that break to be intentional about your learning and what you're wanting to get out of that and what is important to you is just something I don't think we have time for in K through 12 education, or we don't make time for as I think we adequately should as a society. So thank you so much for, for sharing that. I'm also curious if you have a favorite moment that you, you know, reminisce back on of a fun time or the relationships built or something like what was a highlight experience for you from this fall semester? Oh, there are so many of those. I think um, just the little moments are really important. So obviously, like I attended the eco um, during like COVID-19. And so like being able to just like be in community with people was just like really um, just like such a joy. Um, So like dancing in the kitchen with people, um, being able to like have like reading time, like napping, like um inside of like our lofts or in the hammocks uh going to like lakes and just like being able to sit like like amongst like nature and like hear like the critters like making like different sounds um so yeah those are a few highlights i like really cannot pick a favorite i think they were all just like really instrumental to like me being who i am right now that's so great to hear and i think to your point of taking gap time during COVID, I think, you know, anybody's just been striving for that community, that human connection that we've all been missing so much in the last year. So I can totally see how just just being with peers and yes, dancing in the kitchen would be just amazing during this time. And I know, I think from what I saw online too, that the age range for these cohorts is 
maybe 17 or 18 up to 28. Correct me if I'm wrong there. What was the makeup of your cohort and group? And yeah, do you still are you still in touch with all of those folks from your program now? Yeah, so the age makeup for our group, I think, was a bit closer. We had like one participant who was like maybe like mid 20s. But for the most part, we were all like late teens, um, early 20s. Um, and we are like really close. They're actually like texting in the group chat right now. <laughs> They're honestly like some of my like closest friends. I am absolutely like in love with them. Oh my gosh, that's so, so great to hear. How fun that you're still currently texting. <laughs> that's great. And it does seem, at least from, again, what I've been shared about your experiences, Kayla, that a lot of your work and passion has been based in both you know, social and environmental justice. And so I would love to hear maybe, I know you've touched on it a little bit, but just how this experience at Rising Earth has maybe fit into that path for you, or has it reinforced that path for you at all? And yeah, what are you currently doing? Has it tied in at all to that? Yeah, I think my entire life will probably be like dedicated to doing environmental justice work. Um, so literally like the day I came home from REI, um, one of my friends called me and offered me like a job doing like exactly what I love like I am an operations associate with March On um, and they're a really great group they help um, structure and like develop and support uh, different climate justice organizations who need like help with like finances or just like connecting with other like people in the movement Um, and so I do like a lot of like budget work and spreadsheets and a lot of like boring like admin work um but in order for me to like actually be excited about that like I really really required like time to sit with myself and learn and read and like do what I wanted to do without any like limitations on that and so the eco like gave me that space to like rest and learn and like grow and just like move at a pace that was really like um sustainable it's like me and it also helped me connect with folks and really like reinforce like why I came into organizing and I came into organizing like because of the love I have like for people and like this earth and like the little like animals around me um so yeah like REI was definitely very um um on track to like what I already do it just like really fit perfectly it came at a really good time to to be fair Oh gosh, that's so great to hear. And it does sound like those two, yeah, like that re- they reinforce each other and to be able to take that time, as you said, to just relax and rejuvenate in that space, I'm sure was really important for that work. And for the rest of this next, you know, as you mentioned, like year or so of gap time that you have coming up, do you intend to stay with the current organization that you're working for or what other goals or aspirations or, or plans do you have brewing for the rest of your gap time? Ah, uh, yeah, I definitely plan to be with these folks for a while. Um, it's like really crazy. So I went to the eco and then um, I got out of a lot of like really like uh, not like the best workspaces for me. And so I came in on to March on um, and it just happened to be like literally like the best working space I've ever been in, like in my 19 years of life. Um and my team is like amazing and I get to do really cool work and like if I don't know anything like they'll like teach me and it's just like yeah it's just made me like very much full of joy like I wake up in the morning I'm like excited to like get on my computer 
Um, but throughout like the next few months, like I'm really hoping that I can like get more into like the community around me. Charlotte has a lot of like organizing spaces that need some help. Um, but obviously COVID-19 might get in the way of that. So I'm trying to just like take it a bit easy and see what pops up. That is fair enough. I know this is a challenging time to say the least to be to be making plans or to know exactly what the future is going to hold for each each of us. So that is that is certainly valid. And do you, I guess maybe from this experience, do you intend to go on to college? And if so, like do you know what you want to study or where you want that path within activism to take you going forward? Yeah, I definitely want to go back to school next year. Um I have some ideas of what I want to study. Um, definitely something with like environmental justice or any like holistic like environmental program um, in North Carolina. And so yeah, so I'll be doing that. And then I forgot that I'm like speaking at this like little conference about like environmental justice in Raleigh. So like I'll be like taking speaking gigs and then going back to school and just like trying to like fit like puzzle pieces into like this little path I'm on and make it much more like structured and like supporting to like me and then like the people around me obviously um so yeah excited awesome Kayla thank you so much for sharing all of that and I will just reiterate that I'm incredibly impressed by the amount of organizations you've been able to be involved in and and you know publications things you've been able to do thus far um at such a young age and not age is just a number but you have definitely accomplished a lot and I'm that is very impressive and I appreciate you sharing some of that and Allison I'm I'm going to ask this question and I know you both have kind of already touched on it but from what you mentioned I know that it sounds like you both have had similar paths in in taking gap time and what let you know those paths that ultimately led you to crossing paths at the Eco Institute this fall. But as you you know kind of defined it as your justice origin stories, would either of you like to share a little bit more about that? I know you've given some background to it, but if there's anything else for Allison for you, if you'd like to share. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's been really interesting lately to sort of reflect on um, you know just feeling the the call of our times to confront more directly uh, the reality of climate change, the reality of racial injustice in the U.S., um, the political turmoil, in my opinion, that we've been enduring for the last uh, four years plus, and to really think about, like, where in the depths of, of my heart and in my bones does my commitment to justice reside, and, you know, what motivates that, and, and these are the sorts of questions that I think just even taking a gap year was a really great uh opportunity to make a commitment to myself to just even um, in, interrogate those sorts of questions and commit to living a life that's examined like that. Anyway, so I've been thinking about this stuff lately and feeling like I had this justice orientation as a child. Um, I started a, high, a club in high school called Save the World Club and I was really excited about getting people out to come and join and um, work at the local homeless shelter or join a, a march for AIDS or make t-shirts and sell them for different causes and things like that. Um, and it was definitely related to what the same force that compelled me to um, explore 
issues that were going on in, in nations outside of the U.S. and to really understand, for example, the indigenous perspective in, during a homestay in Peru or um, the impact of globalization on um, you know, Nicaragua post, post their own civil war. So um, it's also been a sort of turning inward towards what's real in the U.S. and like what's also been real in my identity as an American, as a white person, um, as an educated and privileged female in many ways, um, as I get to examine that. And now in the times of COVID, everything just sort of reflects on the, the work that I'm doing in the world. And it's been a really interesting year of sort of asking ourselves as an organization some hard questions um, and making some strong commitments, for example, to really bringing this intersectional curriculum, um, to environmentalism, to making commitments through our scholarship program to folks of certain identities, acknowledging that Black and Indigenous folks and other folks of color have had less access to environmental programs and seeing what is our role and our responsibility in that. So this sort of justice orientation, I guess, is pervading everything I'm doing now and I think is going to cause me, you know, there are many things right now that I'm doing that are probably also, um, you know, I'm going to check them later and I have blind spots and um, it's the participants of the program who come to the Eco Institute who I get to meet with and engage with and see about their experience and their feedback and their experience of the wor world to inform my next step. So it's all ever evolving. Yes. And, and I so appreciate the work that you all are doing at the Eco Institute from what I've seen and from what I've heard from you, Allison, like at the Gap Year Association conference this fall and, and the work that you've been doing has been so important. And I think something that, you know, the whole Gap Year industry is really needing to think critically about and take into the forefront of, you know, making this a more accessible space for, for people because it has been, um, you know, thus far something that has not been accessible or necessarily open to so many different people. So I appreciate the work that you're doing there and, you know, the initiatives that you're putting forth in your own organization. I think it's a great example to set for, for others of us working in this field. So thank you. Thank you so much. I really see it as my gap year living on. <laughs> Love that gap gaffer for life. I think that's what we all should be, right? Like lifelong learners and constantly reevaluating and taking that space for ourselves. So, um, and yeah, Kayla, what, what about you? Yeah, I think the most important thing that I've gotten from my gap year and then also just like really diving into justice work like throughout like my life has been the ability and like capacity to like imagine what I could be doing and imagining like where this world like could be, like what it could be for black and indigenous and like queer folks. Um beyond like the parent parameters that like we already like have and like live in and so like a lot of like uh elders and like mentors have taught me that it's really hard work to actually imagine like the world's beyond what we have in now um it's really hard to like imagine like what like a good just fair world looks like um when you don't have the time to do that and so like being able to live at the Eco Institute, being able to like have time to like dive into the work, into myself, into like my community has given me like such a, like a priceless like ability to like actually 
have organizing guided by like imagination and creativity and love um and I think that's something that has really like created work that has been like healthy and sustainable for me um and it's also been like a gift that really like reignited like my like ability and like desire to like go back to school and like supplement like my work with knowledge that I couldn't get like outside of like a school space um so yeah that's probably been like the biggest thing from the past few months I'd say I don't think Kayla mentioned this earlier but we all read a science fiction novel together as part of this program um, it's an Octavia Butler novel. I'm not going to mention which just because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who might come in the future. But um, yeah, what you were saying, Kayla, it reminds me of this value of imagination and, and creativity and the, the opportunity to really think about other ways that the world could be, right? And the way that things are isn't necessarily how, you know, it's not a rule. It's not not necessarily the truth or the end all be all, but um, we can use science fiction and there have been some different thinkers and authors and writers who, who've discussed this, such as Adrian Marie Brown. Um, we can use science fiction as a tool to help us envision another world. So that's a shared story that we carry on the Rising Earth program. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm a new science fiction now, new science fiction fan now. So that's a lot of fun too. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Maybe you could secretly tell me the name of that book offline. I won't tell, I promise. But um, oh my gosh, that's, I just so appreciate that because I do think that we all don't get the time or the space to, you know, sit back and think through those things critically. Or as you said, Kayla, kind of envision a community built with love and compassion and things that, you know, I think we're just so lacking in so much of, of the world. So, so yes, I mean, gosh, the, I'm, I can only imagine the thoughtful and the depth of conversations I'm sure you all were able to have around that at, at, at the program. And for any future students as well that are interested in this semester, you know, sounds like such an impactful experience. Awesome. Do either of you have any final thoughts or, or insights or words of wisdom you'd like to share with the listeners before we do our sign off? Um, I think the only thing I'd say is just like we're already on a gap year. Like I think risk taking um, has been really, really, really important to like me finding myself and figuring out like some really awesome like opportunities for myself. Like yeah, like, learning how to, like, put myself out there and, like, take risks, like, like, going to the eco, um, and, yeah, it's just been really rewarding, and so I'd say, like, taking the chance to, like, check out the Eco Institute and other immersion programs that probably, like, put you out of your comfort zone a little bit, which is, like, something else that we, like, learn at the eco, yeah, it's really rewarding. I definitely, like, encourage it. Yeah, I would add just a few words on questions and, and skepticism and some of these things that we've been talking about today. I guess as a message for for everyone, gappers, alums, parents, I mean, um, I just think that's sort of at the heart of the choice to take a gap year is questioning uh, what's possible. And uh, it doesn't have to end with your gap year, you know, it can be a stream of question asking that informs another question that informs another question and multiple ones happening at the same time and um, just living a life that is that is examined and is one that is willing to be you know called into question or you know the way you were living that you thought was right is now all of a sudden something different from how you want to be and letting all of that be okay 
Awesome. Thank you for sharing all of that. And just thank you both so much for taking the time to be here today and share with us more about not only the program, you know, Rising Earth Immersion at the Eco Institute, but about your experiences and what's brought you to be doing the work that you both are doing today, which is so important. So thank you for being here. Thank you to everyone out there for listening. For some housekeeping before we sign off, you can find Allison and her colleagues at the Eco Institute at the.eco.institute on Instagram and online at eco-institute.org. You can find us here at Gap Your Radio on Instagram and Facebook at Gap Your Radio or online at Gap Your Radio podcast.com. You can email us your gap year questions or comments at gapyourradio at gmail.com. And lastly, you can download our show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And if you have a moment, we'd love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so more people can discover Gap Year Radio. All right. Thanks to both of you and, and we'll be in touch. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Thank you.